Uh, for our friends who are worshiping online or who are listening on the radio, just a reminder, you can always go to our website, which is chapelofthecross.org, and there you will find the bulletin for this services, service under the resources tab. And uh, there's options also for giving your offering to the Lord there under the give tab on the website. Just a few announcements to share with you before we start worship today. Uh, this week, Tuesday and Thursday, just a reminder, there are two special grief share events called Surviving the Holidays. There's information about that in your chapel weekly. Uh, please sign up at the Welcome Center if you would like to attend that, uh, one of those sessions. Our fall senior and homebound worship service and lunch will take place on Monday, the 21st of November. Worship starts at 11 a.m. Lunch follows down in the gym. Uh, also, please sign up for that at the Welcome Center. Let us know if you are coming so we can prepare adequately for that. If you'd like to volunteer, that'd be wonderful. There's also a sign-up sheet for that. So um, uh, more information about that is shared in the chapel weekly as well. On the tables in the commons area, there are a number of Thanksgiving cards. Uh, just a reminder about that, there, uh, this is the last weekend we'll have those out there. Those cards will be hand-delivered with a little bag of goodies and some devotional material to our homebound members. If you haven't done so already, uh, please take some time and, and sign those, those uh, cards as we wish our homebound members a blessed Thanksgiving. Uh, also, we are looking for some folks who would be willing to make some homemade cookies to put into those bags. So if you're able to do that, uh, there, there are sign-up sheets for that as well at the Welcome Center. Just put your name down and, and bring those cookies to church. We are once again partnering with Lutheran Family Children's Services in their Season of Sharing program to help those in need in our community. On the board in the Commons area are some tags with gifts that are, are listed on there that are needed. You may take one of those gift tags uh, if you would like to provide that gift, purchase that gift, and then bring it back to church unwrapped prior to December 5th. Then uh, Lutheran Family and Children's Services will distribute those gifts to children in, in need in our community. So thank you very much in advance for providing that special blessing. Please put on your calendar the date and the time of our annual congregational voters meeting. That meeting is, is uh, the time when we vote on our budget for the following year for 2023. Also, we will hear all the reports from the staff. That will take place after the late service on December 4th. So that'll be around 12.30 p.m. Uh, please mark that down and plan to attend that annual, annual voters meeting. All members are encouraged and invited to, to come and to attend. And a big thank you to Kathleen Stalhut and Ann Meyer here who are playing the organ and piano for us this morning. Uh, they're pinch hitting a little bit. Uh, Ryan had a fall and injured his arm. And so, so they're, they're playing for us today. And so we thank you very much for your service and, and being called in at the last minute to, to help out. Our elder for this weekend is Matt as Matt Gar. Matt's here. He's going to greet you at the back door as you leave today. Get to know Matt as one of your elders here at Chapel of the Cross. Uh, a couple very special things are happening in worship this morning. First, the, the Sunday school children will be singing for the first time uh, in a long time. They'll sing, be singing for us, but more importantly, for God's glory. Uh, the kids haven't sung probably since before the pandemic. So we, we thank the Lord for that, and we thank them for that, uh, for their singing together. That will take place as soon as I'm done talking up here. Uh, secondly, we will see God's grace in action as little McKenna Marie Bowen will be baptized this morning. That will take place after we sing our entrance hymn. So we certainly can look forward to that as well. So God's blessings on you as we worship today. We stand and share the peace of the Lord with one another, after which we will be seated as the children sing.
make our beginning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Congregation may be seated. Dear Christian friends, baptism is not merely a symbolic washing with plain water, but connected with the Word of God, it is a gracious water of life and a means by which God conveys the forgiveness of sins to this child and joins her to Christ's holy church. By the activity of the Holy Spirit in this sacrament, God's life is implanted in this child, and by God's grace, this life will grow and develop as it is nourished and fed by the gospel. Our Lord commanded baptism, saying to his disciples in the last chapter of Matthew, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Therefore it is God-pleasing that in obedience to his command and trusting in his promise, you should bring this child to be baptized in his name. And can I receive the sign of the Holy Cross both upon your forehead and upon your heart to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified? St. Mark writes about the loving concern that Jesus had for little children such as McKenna. People were bringing little children to Jesus to have him bless them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Brendan and Tanisha, this child is God's gift to you and God will hold you accountable for her welfare. You must strive to bring her up in the fear and the love of God and see to it that she is properly instructed in God's word so that the Spirit may lead her to understand and treasure this new life given to her in baptism. Her faith must be nourished. You must provide her with a Christian home and example and love her even as Christ loved you. Do you intend to do this gladly and willingly then declare so by saying yes. yes. And sponsors, it is your responsibility to testify in the child's stead that by holy baptism as a means of grace she obtains and she possesses the saving faith in the one true God and renounces the devil and all his wicked works. Moreover, after this child has been baptized, you should at all times remember her in your prayers, put her in mind of her, of her baptism, and lend your counsel and your help, especially if she should lose her parents that she may be brought up in the knowledge and the fear of God according to the teachings of the Lutheran Church and faithfully keep her baptismal promises to the end. Do you intend to do this gladly and willingly? Then declare so by saying yes. yes. The congregation, please stand. It is your responsibility as fellow saints and members of Christ's holy church to be witnesses of God's redeeming love to this child. You must love her, pray for her, and through agencies of Christian education, assist the parents in the instruction and training of this child. Do you intend to do this gladly and willingly? Then declare so, all of you, by saying yes. 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 Then let us confess the faith into which McKenna will be baptized in the words of the Apostles' Creed. Some of you have that memorized. Some of you can look in your hymnal. On the back cover, uh, you will see the words of the Apostles' Creed. We confess our faith together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven 
and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. May God enable all of us to be ministers of his love to this child, and with his grace, fulfill what we are enabled to do. Amen. Congregation may be seated. McKenna Marie Bowen, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, what a good girl. <laughs> there you go. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you, McKenna, the new birth and holy baptism and has forgiven you all of your sins, strengthen you with his grace and give you life everlasting. Peace be with you. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God and Father, we thank you that you have granted McKenna the new birth and holy baptism and made her a member of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an heir of your heavenly kingdom. As she has now become your child, keep her in her baptismal grace so that she may ever lead a godly life to the praise and the honor of your holy name. And finally, with all your saints, obtain the promised inheritance of heaven through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord and giver of life, look with kindness upon the parents of this child and upon all parents. Let them ever rejoice in the gift that you have given to them. Strengthen them in their own baptism that they may share eternally with their children the salvation you have given them through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. McKenna, we welcome you into the Lord's family. We receive you as a fellow member of the body of Christ, a child of that same heavenly father. Thanks, Jerry. Receive this burning light, and I'm going to give it to Dad. Live always by the light of Christ. May that symbolize the light of Christ now alive in your heart. Live always by that light, and may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you from this time and even forevermore. Amen. Could you guys come over here so we all can see McKenna? We welcome McKenna into the family of God. Please rise. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the aid of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that attentive to your word, we may confess our sins, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins in the presence of God and of one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. 
In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and left undone. Uphold us by your spirit, so that we may live and serve you in newness of life, to the honor and glory of your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins, through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. exceedingly great and precious promises to those who trust in you. Rule and govern our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may live and abide forever in your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. The Old Testament reading is from the fourth chapter of Malachi. Surely the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubble. And on that day that is coming, will set them on fire. Not a root or a branch will be left to them. But for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its wings, and you will go out and leap like calves released from the stall. Then you will trample down the wicked. They will be ashes under the soles of your feet 
on the day when I do these things, says the Lord Almighty. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the decrees and laws I gave him at Horeb for all Israel. See, I will send you the prophet Elijah before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, or else I will come and strike the land with a curse. This is the word of the Lord. We read responsibly hymn 98. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing. With trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn, shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the earth in righteousness and the people with equity. The epistle is from the first chapter of Second Thessalonians. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers, to keep away from every brother who is idle and does not live according to the teaching you received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We were like not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling, so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we did not have the right to such help, but in order to make ourselves a model for you to follow. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. If a man will not work, he shall not eat. We hear that some among you are idle. They are not busy, they are busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the bread they eat. And as for you, brothers, never tire of doing what is right. This is the word of the Lord. Please uh, rise for the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, As for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another. 
Every one of them will be thrown down. Teacher, they asked, when will these things happen? And what, and what will be the sign that they are about to take place? He replied, watch out that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name, claiming I am he, and the time is near. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and revolutions, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilence in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will lay hands on you and persecute you. They will deliver you to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors, and on all on account of my name. This will result in your being witnesses to them. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves, for I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. All men will hate you because of me, but not a hair of your head will perish. By standing firm, you will gain life. When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those in the city get out, and let those in the country not enter the city. For this is a time of punishment and fulfillment of all that has been written. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. There will be great distress in the land and wrath against this people. They will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners to all nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. Men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, it's, it's that time of year again, a time of the church year, I should say. This is the second to last Sunday in the church year. Next week, we celebrate Christ the King. That's the last Sunday of the church year before the season of Advent begins. And always, as we approach the end of the church year, we start to hear about the end of the world, the end of time, the last days. And, and we think about Judgment Day and the second coming of Christ and, and the beginning of the kingdom yet to come. But you know, I think to this world, maybe even to some in the church, this end of the world story is just that. It's just a story. A story that's been told many, many times. It's a fable. It's a myth. It's, it's like Chicken Little all over again. Remember the story of Chicken Little? Yeah. Little chicken by the name of Chicken Little. He's playing out in the yard under a tree when all of a sudden, plop, acorn drops in her head and drops into a hole on the ground. Chicken Little looks left, she looks right, she looks up, she looks down, she looks all around. She cannot find what, what bunked her on the head. And so she thought for a while and came up with the idea that, well, of course, the sky must be falling down. And so she runs off warning everybody, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. And I think for some, when they hear the story about the end of the world, they kind of roll their eyes and dismiss the story as just, just a fable. It's just a myth. Just kind of a retelling of the story of Chicken Little. But it is not so. Because Jesus told this story. And he spent a great deal of time teaching about the signs of the end and what that all means for the followers of Jesus Christ. So, so clearly this is not a fable. It is not a myth. And it certainly deserves our attention. Jesus is with his disciples outside of the temple in Jerusalem. And the temple, you, you might know, was a magnificent structure. It was one of the most impressive buildings in the world at that time. To most Jews, it was, it was a place that was just made to be permanent. It would be lasting forever. It was gorgeous. It was magnificent. It was an architectural marvel. And the disciples, they're outside the temple. They're admiring the place. They're admiring its beauty, admiring its splendor. Oh, Jesus, what a wonderful building this is. But Jesus is not impressed. This building? Let me tell you something, Jesus says. This temple which looks so magnificent and beautiful and sturdy and permanent, a time is coming when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be tossed down. And he was right, you know. As a result of a rebellion by the Jews against the Romans, Jerusalem was sacked in 70 AD, and the temple was completely destroyed. All that is left of that magnificent, beautiful, sturdy, permanent building is a relatively small segment of a retaining wall on the western side of the Temple Mount, what today is called the Wailing Wall. So if Jesus is correct about the coming destruction of the temple, perhaps, perhaps we should take him seriously about what he talks about next. He speaks vividly about the laws of nature being shaken as the end of the world comes. He speaks of false messiahs and false prophets coming. 
talks about wars and revolutions of famines and earthquakes. He warns of persecution and trouble for the Christian. All of them warning signs. And all signs, actually, that we have seen. The end is at hand. Now, we don't know when. I mean, Jesus is pretty clear about that. He says in Matthew 24, no one knows the time or the hour when he will come again. Not even the angels have a clue about that. So don't be guessing or predicting the when, as so many throughout history have tried to do. We don't know when. But it is clear from the signs that the end is at hand. It could come at any time. And as Jesus says, the Son of Man is coming at a time you do not expect him. And so we don't become like Chicken Little and crying out, the sky is falling. But Jesus does tell us in this text to prepare our hearts as we wait for that final day. First, Jesus says, says, watch out that you are not deceived. Watch out that you are not deceived. I recently read about how the FBI trains agents to identify counterfeit money. It's very interesting to me that, they, that they don't, they're not required to study fake money, fake bills. And instead, they, they, they undergo this thorough study and this, this just incredible study of genuine currency, how, how it looks, how it feels in the hand. One agent said this, he says, we get to know the real thing so very well, so thoroughly, that it's easy to spot the fake. So the key to knowing falsehood is knowing the truth. Do you wonder why it's so very important to regularly attend worship and Bible study and Sunday school? Why we are so encouraged to be in the word, to faithfully hear it, to faithfully read it, to faithfully study it. Because that word is the truth. And when you know the truth, then you can spot the devil's lies. Then you can spot the devil's deception. And the devil is all about deception. He has been doing that since the beginning. And all the way back to Adam and Eve. First thing he does, Adam and Eve, is deceive them. The first thing Satan does to Jesus when he's got him in the wilderness to tempt him is to try to deceive him. Do you think the devil has stopped doing that? He's not. He is still at it. Constantly. Continually. Always trying to deceive. Always trying to pull you away from your Savior. Watch out, Jesus says, that you are not deceived. And the way you are not deceived is to know the truth. Know the truth about my word. Know the truth of my grace and my love and forgiveness. And when you know the truth of the word of God, then by his power, you will be able to stand against the lies and the schemes and the deception of the devil. Do not be deceived, Jesus says. Secondly, he says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. When you hear of wars and and revolutions and the myriad of other signs of the end, do not be frightened. (laughs) What a beautiful thing to hear from our God. Do not be afraid. Because so very often, that's exactly what we are, isn't it? Afraid. We are just like a, a phobia-driven society, aren't we? I mean, if, there, if there's something to be afraid of, you will have no trouble finding somebody who's afraid of it. 
If I asked any one of you, are you afraid of something? You could give me a list. One, two, three, maybe a lot more things than that. There's a lot of things that we fear. Sometimes we're driven by fear. But Jesus comes and he says, do not be afraid because you've got nothing to fear. An angel appears and declares, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that will be for all the people. Another angel comes and says, fear not, you're looking for Jesus who is dead. He is not here, he is risen, just as he said. King David, he puts pen to paper and he tells us about this little lamb, a little sheep of the good shepherd who confesses, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. I will fear nothing. Jesus says, don't be afraid. I don't have to fear evil. I don't even have to fear the evil one. Not because it's not fearsome. And not because evil can't be terrifying. But simply because God is with me. God is present. God is there all the days of my life. God said it through Isaiah. He says, fear not, for I am with you. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So as we approach that last day, do not be afraid, Jesus says, because you're my child, and I am with you. Do not be deceived, Jesus says. Do not fear. And then Jesus says, in the end, Look up. Look up. Luke 21, verse 28. Jesus says, when these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Look up. Look up to Jesus. Look up to your Savior and see his love and his grace and his mercy. Look up and see his blessings. I mean, one after another they come. Material blessings for sure, but oh, but the spiritual blessings are in abundance. Look up and see his love, see his love for you. Because watch as he sends his son to the cross for you and watch as he offers forgiveness for you on that cross. Look up. Because in three days he rises from the dead and he opens the gates of heaven for you. For you and for all eternity. Look up. And as we look up to him, he keeps on reaching down to us. I mean, here come the waters of baptism. You saw that this morning with McKenna. Here comes his body and blood shed for you. You'll receive that today at the altar. Here comes the truth of his word. You're hearing that right now. Here comes his love and his guidance and his mercy and his grace. All the blessings, blessing upon blessing upon blessing. The psalmist knew where to look. He says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? And then he answers this question. He says, I know where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Look up, he says, to Christ. Look up and see his gifts and see his blessings. And when God's people lift up their eyes, when, when they look up to their God once again and they see all of his blessings, then they will be lifted up. They'll be nourished by him and his word. That's God's promise. And as his people turn to his word, they are renewed because God's power is there and his strength is there. And then they are ready. 
ready for what is to come, ready for that last day to arrive. In the meantime, we wait. We wait for that last day. But as we wait, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived by the devil's schemes and his tricks and its temptations. Hold on to the truth. Hold on to the truth of his word. And amidst all the warning signs of the end, of the evil that's all around us, don't be afraid. Because your God loves you. He promises to be with you. And if the sea roars and the heavenly bodies shake and you see Jesus coming down with the clouds on that last day, you can stand with your head pointed to the sky. Look up. Look up. And welcome your Redeemer. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. As we confessed our faith together at the beginning of the service, we will not do that now again. We continue our worship by gathering our offering to the Lord. We stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Creator God, we praise you for your goodness and for your faithfulness. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. In these last days, show us and all people your great love. As you want all to have an opportunity to turn to you, stir us to greater passion to share with others who you are and what you have done in our world and in our lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. May true worship that is full of joy and gladness rise up from every corner of this church, this nation, and the world. You alone are God and are worthy of our thanks and our praise. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Protect our people and our country, O Lord. Grant wisdom and strength to our President, Joseph Biden, and all others in positions of authority. Grant that all the rulers of the earth seek peace and prevent war and govern with wisdom and love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we ask that you strengthen the lonely, the sick, the needy, the heartbroken, and the hurting among us. We especially remember this day those in need of your healing touch, including Donna Miller as she recovers from surgery, Linda Edgington as she is hospitalized, and Dawn Iborg, as she also recovers from surgery. Gracious Lord, give them and us hope in your coming 
and the eternal joy that will be ours in your presence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, visit your people who are mourning the death of loved ones this day. We especially remember Sherry Brown and her family upon the death of her brother Steve. Give your peace and comfort as they cling to the promises of the resurrection and life everlasting. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you, Lord, for the many blessings that you continue to pour out upon us. We praise you for making McKenna Marie Bowen your child through the waters of holy baptism. We ask that you give to McKenna your eternal blessings and protect her with your angels. We also praise and thank you along with Glenn and Joyce Lackey as they celebrate their 55th wedding anniversary this week. Continue to bless them with your love and your grace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our veterans, especially on this Veterans Day weekend. Oh God, receive our thanks for those who have served their nation faithfully and loyally. Most of all, we give you thanks for providing protection and safety to these soldiers of past conflicts and wars. And we pray your divine protection on all who currently serve in our armed forces. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O oh Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
We stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. We pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We remain standing as we sing our recessional hymn together. <laughs>